What's up guys, welcome to Nick's Knack for Neologisms, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. So uh, last episode we did, um, our words were neologism, mnemonic, and prevaricate. And I just want to let you guys know that from here on out, all words that were discussed in previous episodes will be fair game for new episodes. So I try to like incorporate words that happened in old episodes into the new episodes just so we get a little bit of repetition every now and then so we can help remember the words that we've already learned, okay? So for episode two, our words are going to be ambivalent, obfuscate, and salubrious. I love each one of those words. One of them I love more than the other, which is obfuscate. I just absolutely love that word, but let's get on to ambivalent, okay? Um, ambivalent means having mixed feelings about someone or something or being unable to choose between um, usually opposing courses of action, two opposing courses of action, right? So um, when you think ambivalent, you just think, oh, okay, you're on the fence about something. So if you're ambivalent about someone or something, you're just on the fence about it. You can't really make a decision because perhaps you see the pros and cons of both situations or both choices, or you might see the positives and negatives about a, a particular person. So you might be ambivalent towards them. So I have this friend, for instance, and she was recently went out on a date with this guy and he was really charming and he was really likable. And she's like, yeah, I really like him. Well, then a few weeks down the road, she's like, eh, I'm kind of uncertain about this guy. She was ambivalent about him because he later started sending her all these weird text messages with these kind of inappropriate um pictures in them. And I saw them myself and I was like, yeah, that guy looks like a pretty weird dude to me. And I asked her, I was like, so what is he like in person? And she's like, yeah, he's great. So she later was pretty ambivalent about him because she wasn't really sure whether or not she still liked him and whether or not she should continue dating him. But anyhow, I think she ended up dumping him, which I think was a smart decision. But um, another example is let's just say that you are a recent high school graduate and you've got two colleges to choose from. Uh, one of them maybe has really good professors, but the other college doesn't have as good as professors, but you might feel that just the atmosphere is better, like the academic atmosphere is better. So you might be ambivalent about which college to choose just because you uh, both the colleges have their pros and cons. Um, you also might be, uh, I don't know, moving to a new place, like you might be getting a new apartment or something like that. And the apartment might have some sort of policy that says you're only a allowed one animal, right? So you're like, ah, oh, what do I choose? Do I choose like a cat or a dog or whatever? You know, I like a cat's solidarity, but I like the dog's like companionship. So I'm a little ambivalent about which animal I should choose. Okay, so the way that I remember or a good way to remember um, ambivalence is that you probably are familiar with the words ambidextrous and amphibian, right? Like an ambidextrous person is someone who can use their left or their right hand equally well. And then like an amphibian is that land or water creature, like a frog, right? So let's just say you were to, um, let's just say you were to say, you were to give a pencil to someone who is ambidextrous and say, hey, uh, pick, your, pick your best hand and write me a sentence. Well, they might be ambivalent about which hand to use since they can use both hands equally well. Likewise, if you were to say to the frog, hey, uh, I want you to choose to live in only one spot for the rest of your life, either on land or in the water. That frog will probably be ambivalent about uh, which environment it will choose. So that's the way that I remember it. And then here are some um, online examples I found of the word ambivalent being used in a sentence. 
So the first one goes, the political, the political candidate guarantees jobs, which is an impossible to keep promise that does well with ambivalent voters. And then here's another uh, good example. It says, as a single dad, I was ambivalent about which car to buy. Do I buy the minivan with absolutely no sex appeal, but plenty of room for my three kids? Or do I opt for the Subaru, which is a little sexier, but lacks the spaciousness of a minivan? minivan? And it's quite the ambival ambivalent uh, dilemma right there that guy has. Okay, here's another one. My life is so characterized by ambivalence. I start a project fully convinced it is exactly what I want to do. And then a day or a week later, I have become fully convinced it is definitely not what I want to do. I think we could probably all all relate to that, right? You get really gung-ho about something for maybe a week, and then you're like, oh, maybe I don't want to do it. And then you stop doing it for a while, and then maybe a month or something later, you're like, you know what? This is actually kind of fun, and you kind of go back and forth, so you're very ambivalent about whether or not you should continue doing that certain thing. So that, in a nutshell, is the word ambivalent, ambivalence. Uh, just remember that, I, I guess the easiest way to remember its definition is just to, whenever you hear ambivalence, just, just remind yourself it just means to be on the fence about something or someone. So whenever you're on the fence about something, you're ambivalent. Okay, so let's move on to our next word, which is obfuscate, which means to confuse, bewilder, or stupefy. It's spelled O-B-F-U-S-C-A-T-E. That's O-B-F-U-S-C-A-T-E. And I, I don't know, I really like this word just because I think it actually is defined sort of how it's pronounced. If you try to pronounce it, it's like a, it's got a weird pronunciation, especially if you do the adjective, which is obfuscatory. So obfuscate is the verb and obfuscatory is the adjective. And those just are both confusing for me to pronounce. So it just, that's, I think is actually the easiest way to remember it. Um, it, uh, it also can make, it also can mean to make obscure or unclear. So when someone obfus obfuscates something, they are like muddying it up. They're making it difficult to understand. That's actually, that's, it's like second, that's its second listed definition. But I think that's the one that's actually more commonly used. So say you walk into some electronic store and you come across some cool looking piece of equipment, but you don't know how it works, right? So you ask someone who works there if they can explain it to you. And instead of giving you some basic uh, superficial answer of how it operates and what it does, they start talking about circuit boards, the manufacturing process of the product, what type of materials went into making the product, etc. That would be a very obfuscated answer because you probably would be more confused than when you originally asked the question. And then um, along the same lines of uh, making something obfuscated by providing too much information you can also there's also people that deliberately obfuscate like sometimes you might ask someone what they do for a living and they just go into the stuff and it just makes no sense but you almost feel like their job isn't that confusing but they're deliberately obfuscating just to make it sound more important than it actually is and then you also have like deliberate obfuscation maybe in some sort of um I guess like legal circumstance, right? Like say someone's in a deposition and they're talking to the lawyer and the lawyer's asking them these questions and they're not really giving clear, distinct answers. They're just sort of obfuscating the truth. That would be another example. Or um, I think politicians do it oftentimes when they're asked questions, right? Someone asks them a question about something and they don't give a direct answer. They just start talking about something else. That's obfuscating because it really confuses the person asking the question as to what the answer is, what the real answer is. So um, the mnemonic for obfuscate is really what we already talked about. I just think the best way, if you see the word, 
if you actually look at the word, it kind of it just looks confusing. And then it's pronounced, the pronunciation is sort of confusing as well. So that's the way that I remember it. And then here are some online examples that I found of obfuscation or ob, um, obfuscation being used in a sentence. So your interpretations are supposed to clarify and improve understanding, not obfuscate issues and confuse lenders. And then here's another example. The purpose of writing is to communicate, not to obfuscate. And then here's one that I really like. I didn't know I didn't know anything about this actually, but I guess there's uh, if you guys, for some of you programmers out there, or for some of you guys that like to do computer programming, here's a really good example of obfuscation as it relates to computer programming. If you are ready, to, it says if you are ready to submit your application to Amazon, you might consider obfuscating your code. Obfuscating your code modifies your source and machine code to be difficult for a human to understand if your application gets decompiled. If you are concerned about your application being reverse engineered, using a tool to obfuscate your code can help a great deal. So I think that pertains to like people that write this long, elaborate code, right? That they want to keep secret from other coders because that information is really valuable. So they purposefully obfuscate the code so that no one else can understand it but them. So that's a pretty pretty, uh, pretty smart idea there. So that's obfuscate in a nutshell. Just remember that to obfuscate really just means to make something confusing or unclear. That's the best way to remember it. Okay, so let's move on to our last word, which is salubrious, which simply means favorable to or promoting health, something that's healthy or healthful. It is spelled S-A-L-U-B-R-I-O-U-S. That's S-A-L-U-B-R-I-O-U-S, salubrious. So when you, when you think of salubrious, just think something that's healthy or something that's good for you, right? So an example might be, oh, we ate a salubrious meal consisting of mixed vegetables, spices, and quinoa, something like that. Or you could say, like, the trip to the doctor proved salubrious. I felt better within two days. Um, you might say, has taking this medication proved salubrious, or do you think I'd be better off with homemade remedies? The way, the best way that I remember it is it's got that prefix. I think the prefix, I don't know how you pronounce it necessarily. I think it's salus. So it's S-A-L-U-S. It's in like the word salute or salutations, right? So the way I look, if you see the word salubrious and you think, oh, salutation, like a salutation is something good, right? When you salute someone that's showing respect, it's something that's good. So something that's salubrious is something that's favorable to your health. That's how I remember it. And here are some online examples I found of salubrious in a sentence. While nuts are salubrious on a nutritional level, eating too many of them can cause you to gain unwanted weight. And then here's another example. Rumor has it that the spring waters in our community, in our community are salubrious and filled with healing oils. Interesting. Not so sure about that one. Um, here's another example. Because of his religion, Hiram was a very salubrious eater who only ate vegetables and fruits. Okay, so those are our three words, ambivalent, obfuscate, and salubrious. Let's see if you guys can recall them. Do you guys remember the definition for ambivalent? Good. It's being on the fence about something, having mixed feelings about someone or something, or being unable to choose between two courses of action. Okay, how about obfuscate? Do you guys remember the definition for obfuscate? 
Good, it means obfuscate means to confuse, bewilder, or stupefy, to make something unclear or to, to obscure something is what obfuscate means. And then lastly, salubrious, salubrious. Do you guys remember salubrious, the definition of salubrious? Good, it means something that is healthy or healthy for you or something that promotes your health. So cool. Thanks for um, listening. That sums it up for episode two of Nick's Knack for Neologisms. If you guys would do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes because I'm curious to see how I'm doing. I'm actually wondering what you guys think. If three words is good enough, if I should do more words. And I'm also wondering if the length of it is good. So let me know. Just go on to iTunes and then click, um, click that tab. I think it's ratings and review. And then let me know what you think. All right. And then stay tuned for episode three. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.